Ready? Here we go. Three, two. Welcome, everybody, to a TGIFF version of Texans All Access. I think you can figure out the – is that an acronym? I think it's an acronym for TGIF. Yes. Thank God it's a football Friday. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and I am joined right at the top by my pal, my good friend, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, you got the acronym, right? T-G-I-F-F. You knew what that meant. Thank goodness it's freaking Friday. No, football Friday. Yes, and football Friday. I love it. Uh, Johnny, it is football Friday. We're watching football every day now. I love it. A little warm, but it's fine. I feel great now after dousing myself in freezing water and uh, take a good nap tonight, and we'll be ready for tomorrow. In the middle of February, if I said to you, tomorrow you can be out watching a training camp practice, but it will be 95 degrees Nothing but the sun in sight. Would you take it? Every day, Johnny, <laughs> uh, every day yeah. I'll take that. I'd Same. rather – look, I love Houston. I love the hot weather. I really do. I mean, not that I want to stand out in the sun for three hours every day, but I don't mind the hot weather at all. I really don't. I love Florida. love it here. Uh, I don't want the cold weather anymore. I've, I've had plenty of that in my life, and that yeah. stuff we had in February was ridiculous. I mean, no power and – Freezing temperatures? Oh, no, thank man. you. Oh, man. Landry asked a question today. Would you rather have a hot game or a snow game? And I'm like, look, man, I don't mind sweating. I'm fine. You know, it's, it, and this is crazy, but you know the hottest game since I've been on the sidelines starting 2014? You know the hottest game that I what? can remember being on the sidelines? I got mine. What's yours? Your guy, Brandon Cooks, catching the game-winning pass at Gillette Stadium in 2017. Jeez, it that was, was the hottest. Steamy hot that day. Wow, you it was know, like eighty-eight it, that day. It was that that game needs its own thirty for thirty at some point, but it was it eighty-eight does. degrees that day, and it was just sweltering, sweltering. It, that was a hot day for New England that time of year, which could be very deceptively hot. Yes, and in the booth, it wasn't that bad for us. The hottest game I've ever had in the booth, and even hotter than the Orange Bowl, was. At the L.A. Chargers in that soccer stadium. Oh, I don't know yeah. what it was. Yeah. I don't know what it was in that booth. That was no hot. AC. I was literally the soda bin had ice in it. And during the <laughs> breaks, I would just take my headset off and like throw freezing water on my head because it was yeah. that hot and having to concentrate and everything. I don't know why it just was that day. It was a hot day for South Florida, for Southern California. And it uh, took its toll in the booth. But look, these are luxury problems. Yeah, no doubt. I just I love to talk about that stuff. And we're going to talk to a lot of people tonight. You and I are going to catch up with Kaimi Fairbairn. You and I are going to mm. catch up with Jalil Johnson. I caught up with Max Sharping today at the end of practice. And Drew did a Drew's Dozen with Eric Murray. So we got some Wisconsin boys at the end. But, Mark, I want to just d- jump right in. Day three, I wrote my observations, my Harris hits. And I went about four and a half pages deep. There's some good stuff today. Your overall takeaway, was there anything in particular you took away out of day three today at training camp? Well, look, you know, it's, it's iron trying to sharpen iron out here at practice when you have – you're going up against your own squad all the time, right? Yeah. To me, the defense had a really good day. The offense didn't. The offense had some moments. There's no doubt about that. I thought the offense looked more crisp the first couple of days, especially day one. I think the defense has started to catch on to some things here, and they're making the most of it because I believe, Johnny, that Lovey Smith 
that David Culley has instructed Lovey, hey, you just go all out. Get that ball out. Make it rough on this offense. They've got to get good. They've got to get their timing down. They want to be proficient. They know they're going to do a lot of east-west type stuff. They want to go deep on occasion as well. Uh, and I think that they'll be okay. This is not the end of the world when you have a practice like this where the ball came out a couple of times. Uh, I'm looking at Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champs. He said practice today was terrible. I don't know if our receivers caught a pass. Of course they did. <laughs> but yeah. look, yeah. and I think a lot of it has to do with the heat. But, you know, this is just something you're going to have to work through and overcome anyway. You know, football's about overcoming adversity. So that was my main overall takeaway, that it wasn't the greatest day for the offense. But it's day three. We got to continue to see this thing. Normally, Johnny, and we, we've pointed this out, I think, before, that – you play a preseason game two weeks from Saturday night. Normally, you wouldn't have your first camp practice until tomorrow or until right. Saturday, right? right? So you're already three in the books. Now the entire league is pretty much, but you're already three in the books here. That's going to help you out having some extra sessions here with the new staff, new players. Let's just take it one day at a time and see where it goes. If, if this offense has this kind of day five days in a row, well, then you have some issues maybe. Yeah, I... I'm with you. I, there were to me this, the standouts were defensively, and the takeaways were a big deal. But here's the other thing: I, I made a note about Jonathan Owens, a play that he made. And when you are constantly thinking about takeaways, you might not get the takeaway, but you might get a PBU. You might because mm -hmm. you're chopping and swinging and pulling and pushing and trying to get the rock out at all costs. If you're doing that when the ball arrives and you arrive at the same time and a receiver gets it in his hands, but then as he's trying to tuck it away, boom, you pop it out. Hey, if that's a third down play, that's as good as a turnover. So those are the things. And Jonathan Owens made a play like that. Uh, it, it felt like the secondary made some, some pretty significant headway with the way they were playing. Justin Reed made a great play um, on a run play by David Johnson, knocking the ball out. And what I love is that the guys each – there's such a focus on the takeaway that they're doing those little things. Uh, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Oh, it's Keon Crossing yesterday. He actually mentioned the peanut punch. You know, that's what we're, we're working on that. We're doing those things. And obviously, mm -hmm. Lovey Smith and Peanut Tillman are connected because their times in, their time in Chicago. So they're, they're working on those things. That's, it's a big focus. And, Mark, the loudest periods in practice – are when the defense is hooting and hollering because they've done something to get the ball yep. away. And yep. I love, I love, love, love seeing that particular aspect. Uh, but the offense, I know people will hear, okay, the offense had a rough day. Yeah, it was a little bit of a rough day. But I still think there are some guys over on that side. And, Mark, I dare I say, I think the rookies – they're showing something. Look, it's not like, wow, that guy is the best player. It's the best rookie I've seen. But we've seen rookies make some plays that have been, to me, pretty impressive. Like, I've seen each and every rookie make a play where I go, Ooh, wow, okay, I see you. Mm -hmm. I did not see that the last couple of years, I don't think. But I definitely have seen it this year, and I hope, I hope that leads to good things because our next guest is going to need to kick a lot of extra points and not field goals this year. And that's Kaimi Fairbairn. And we 
caught up with him a few days ago, talk about the season, the offseason, talk about Hawaii, all of that. Kaimi Fairbairn with Mark and I right now. Kaimi Fairbairn joining us on Texans Radio. Great to see you. Great to see a familiar face. There's so many new guys around here. So what's that like for you getting acquainted with all these new players? I'm back to studying the names again in my booklet. That was that was my biggest thing as a rookie is learning everybody's name. You know, that was a big topic. Um, so I'm doing that again, making sure I know people's names, especially on the special teams unit. A lot yeah. of new faces, like you said. So it's a lot of fun, though. But you got Weeksy back. Weeksy's what's, back. What's that like to have kind of, I don't want to say old reliable because of stress the old, but what's it like mm. having him back won't for like you? That. Yeah, he won't like that, and I won't say it to his face. Yeah. But he's the vet, man. He's the vet of the group. I can always depend on him, um, especially come day, game day, which is you know what our league is all about: game day, getting it done. And he has for you know twelve seasons, I think now. So uh, I rely on him a lot. He always keeps me right. What's training camp like for you? I know you do all the conditioning tests and the grueling stuff, but it's like practice during the regular season it's a little different so how is this time of year different for you yeah there's a there's a lot going on you know I try to keep uh be available to coaches mm -hmm. with they need kicks um you know the guys need reps for returns um and then it's just about making kicks um you know day in and day out you know they try to give us as much rest but part of the job is being ready so um you know I do as best I can to stay healthy obviously you want to be ready for the first game of the season so you know, I, I do that, take care of my body, and be ready. How much in the offseason, Kaimi, do you, do you actually kick? Do you do you do it like every other day? Or are, you, are you like a pitcher where you kind of build up to a point and then rest for a couple days? How, how do you kind of treat the offseason, and then how do you do it in season? Are you kicking every day? What's kind of the process for you? Yeah, it's changed throughout the years. Um, I, I feel like now it's more mental and getting my body ready yeah. um, for a season. Like I feel like it's like bullets in a chamber, you know, like yeah. you, you – don't want to peak in March, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to peak in April. Like there's no point to that. So sure. save those, um, those reps and mental reps even too, like just being fresher for game day. Like you might feel good for training camp in the beginning of the year, but come week 12, 13, yeah. 14, um, it takes its toll. So, uh, I think just being sharp during those weeks and um, preserving your body throughout the, the entire season. What's that like when they kind of stop practice and say, all right, we're going to kick field goals, but you're kicking like two, three in a row from this hash and then that hash, and we're going to move it around a little bit and that part of practice because you're all of a sudden the star. I know it's the whole operation and everything, right. but yeah. you're really in the spotlight at that moment. Yeah, it's you kind of just go in your zone and just going one for one. Um, I try mm -hmm. to treat it like a game and – you know, don't look at it as a whole, like, you know, everyone's looking at you. I just kind of keep it simple. Um, and it's very similar like that on game day. You must have a great psychological approach to playing golf. Like, that is, you know, every shot, one at a time. Don't get caught up in the moment and anything bad or good. How do you handle that? Yeah, golf course is different, man. You put me in front of, like, two people and I, I freak <laughs> out. Man. It's, it's different out there. You know, putting, you know, shaking. Really? Um, 70,000 is fine. 45-yard yeah, kick, but a right. five-foot putt, no good. So, yeah, no question about it. I'll take the, the 70,000 every day of the week. No, we've seen you kick. It's funny because we've been talking about – with a lot of guys, we were talking about getting, you know, they're new or you're getting to meet them. You've been around for a few years. Do you have a kick that you remember more than any other that stands out? Maybe not the, the most difficult kick. Maybe it was the most difficult kick, but one where you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the one. Like 15, 20 years from now when, well, you're still playing and you're kind of on the back end of your career. Is there one that you'll remember um, more than any other? Not, I mean, the one that comes to mind, um, it wasn't – 
you know, the biggest kick, uh, wasn't the longest kick, but it was that kick that we had to start our run of, uh, I think it was 10 or 11 game streak of winning streak. Uh, the one at Indy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that because we were 0 three at that point. Right. And you know, that pick, that kick was a big kick. Um, it was at the buzzer of overtime. Yeah, if you don't it, make it, you tie the game. Right. right? And nobody oh. wants to tie like, yeah. goodness gracious. So, um, made that kick and it kind of set us on our run and set, you know, set me up for the year pretty well. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed that year, that kick. Yeah. That, that is a phenomenal memory right mm-hmm. there. All right. So traveling in the off season, what'd you get to do? If any? Yeah. Uh, I went back home to Hawaii for a little bit and, mm-hmm. um, got my tan back, but you know, <laughs> those, those go quick. Um, got to put on your sunscreen always. Yes. Especially out there. Holy smokes. Um, that was fun. Stayed there for a month. And then I got to actually go to uh, Peru and Ecuador, Machu Picchu. Wow. Yeah, it was it was special. I went with my wife. Um, we we did it as private as we could. And when we were up on the mountain, um, it was like empty. They said it was like 5% capacity of what it normally is. So we had the whole thing to ourselves. It was pretty special. What was the biggest takeaway of Machu Picchu, just seeing it in person? Yeah, it's just the to see what they were able to do. Mm-hmm. And without any machinery or any animals, like the just the scale of it mm-hmm. back in that those times, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. I'm, I'm still stuck on the fact that you get to go home to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Spoiled okay. man, spoiled. Got some got some either ors for you. These are they're pretty simple. I think I know the answer to this one. Pick a new professional sport: soccer or baseball. Oh, soccer. Yeah, no question about that. that. That's easy. Okay. Who picks baseball? I mean. There will be some. There, there will be some that will pick baseball, like playing in the World Cup. I would pick baseball. What about golf, though? I never played soccer. What if we offered golf? Ooh, yeah, soccer or golf. That's a good one. Because you could play golf out of here. You could play golf forever. I mean, Champions Tour. Those guys are still relevant. That is really tough. Although some that would argue that playing baseball, you could do that forever. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, are we talking about elite status at each sport? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Premier League soccer, PGA Tour golf. Oh, soccer man. players have no peace. No peace at all. Dang. Messi can't walk two feet outside of him. I think I'd go PGA Tour. Mm. That's, okay. I, I, I always say that. If I could pick a, another professional sport, you know, I'm obviously very thankful where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But PGA Tour golf is one of my All right. So, well, and I know Johnny's doing the either-ors, but how good is your game right now? I mean, like, what can you tell us? I'm not asking you to golf brag, but. No, no, but yeah. You must be pretty I got good. a long Mark's way to go. Mark's measuring up. He wants to see if he can take no, you out to the course. I, I got a long right. way to go. All right, so when you watch that uh, that insurance-sponsored celebrity tournament in uh, in July, mm-hmm. the one that Romo's always in and everything oh, yeah. in Lake Tahoe. They would blow me out of the water. They would? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not even close. They need more golf courses in Hawaii, apparently. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, your future occupation. Are okay. you either a coach or a GM? Ooh. I think GM would be pretty fun. Just managing, um, you know, coaching. Coaching for me would be, you know, I'd only be able to teach kicking. Yeah. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I know. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't want to ask this question, so I won't ask it. If you weren't playing ball, mm-hmm. you'd be either in the media or you would own a food truck. Oh, sorry, guys. I got to go food truck. Is, there's food involved? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? Of course. But there's a grind with food truck. That's true. When we're true. done with our show, we're done. That's true. 
We're not really done. I mean, not really. <laughs> but I mean, close. I hope not. But you guys, the talent you guys have to do this, like, you know, it's it's hard to do. I don't have that. You know, being able to just kind of talk to anybody. You're and, fine. Just drink coffee. Yeah. You're fine. Oh, that's is that what it is? Yeah. You I'm you not a coffee us. guy. You should have heard us before we got started. It's yeah. not great. Okay. <laughs> Larry Bird or Steph Curry? I got to go Steph just because he's my era. Yeah. Um, it's an era he, thing. Yeah, it's an era thing. All right. It, I think so. But he, he kind of did change the game. Yeah, he did, but so did Larry Bird. It was Bird and Magic. Well, that's before you were born, yeah. so I can't argue that too yeah. much. Okay, I understand the era thing. It's an era. I, yeah. I, I, I totally get that. Okay, your cheat meal. Ooh. Would you have more appetizers and no dessert or fewer appetizers and definitely dessert? Definitely dessert. All about the sweets. What's your favorite sweet? Oh, good cookie. Good cookie and ice cream. I mean, it's simple, you know? I think some people are ice cream people and some people are cake and cookie people. You know, not that you can't like both, mm. right? But for me, it's ice cream. Not yeah. a huge cake guy. Really? Not a huge cake guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. If you put a piece cookies. of cake in front of me, I'm done. That's there's all I, there's like, nothing like that in this building. I can tell you that yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, no question. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. That was a good time talking to Kaimi Fairbairn. It was also fun talking to Jalil Johnson. He's never played ball in the South, and he's getting indoctrinated to the weather down here. We talked to him next right here on Texans All Access. It's all access. It's all access. Hey, welcome back to this Friday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris. Glad to be with you. So, here we go with another defensive lineman interview. I, I guess that shows how much we really liked it. You heard Malik Collins earlier today. And now it's time for a man I know is dealing with heat he's never experienced. And we know why, because he told us that. In this interview, Jaleel Johnson, last year, 16 games. He's been with the Vikings for his entire career, comes here to Houston. And I said this uh, in my Daily Brew today. I am, the more I watch this defensive line, more and more bullish by the moment of what that defensive line can do. And Jaleel's going to be a big part of that, I think, in the middle of this line. Mark and I had a chance to catch up with him a few days ago, just prior to camp. So here you go, Jaleel Johnson with myself and Mark Vandermeer right now. Jaleel Johnson joining us on Texans Radio. Okay, so before we got on the mic here, we were talking about the weather adjustment. It's hard to notice, right? It's hard to notice how different it is outside here in Houston, Texas. So what are you thinking so far, Jaleel? Uh, you know, it's a great city, great place to be in, uh, you know, great great atmosphere, uh, great fans. Uh, but, yeah, the weather, the temperature, the humidity is, uh, you know, it's one to get adjusted to. But I think I'm, I think I'm coming around pretty well. How much of a – I don't even know if we've hit the hard, hard times yet, but how much of a shock is it for you – when you're like, whoa, man. And how different was it from the off, like the off season when you're doing OTAs to going out and do the conditioning test today? Uh, you know, I don't think it was uh, much different. I think it was hot in OTAs also. Yeah. But, you know, I think today with the conditioning test, you know, we uh, we definitely upped the intensity. So that, that plays a huge part. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, you know, it's just something to get adjusted to. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Scale, scale of 1 to 10, when you hear the words conditioning test – how much like shuddering do you do when you hear that? To be honest, when uh, before we broke, uh, 
after OTAs when they said we had a conditioning test. I've had butterflies from the day we ended up until this morning. I just had complete butterflies because yeah. I've never done a conditioning test uh, prior to being in Houston. Really? Yeah, it's my first year doing a conditioning test. Like in college and the NFL or just all in the NFL? In the NFL. First but time. you did it back in college. Did it back in college, yes. So here in those – because I – I did it way back in because when I hear conditioning tests, even now I have this like visceral reaction, like "Yo, mm. I, I don't want any, <laughs> I don't want any part of that." What is it about a conditioning test that just is so like it creates butterflies? It does create butterflies, you know. And I think, uh, I think, me personally, I think the reason why I had butterflies was because, you know, it was like the it was breaking the ice of training camp. You know, it's yeah. the first day back in the building and, you know, you just have to run balls to the wall in front yeah. of all the coaching staff and everybody like that. So, you know, that shows if you were working out consistently or not during the break. So, yeah. you know, I think for the most part, everybody ran pretty well today. So yeah. you know, there weren't any, any mishaps or anything like that. So Last yeah. year was your first full season as a starter, right? Yes, it was. So that had to be gratifying to be able to do that and I know you want to see that continue so what does that take for you as a player to make that happen uh it just takes uh you know just you know being consistent you know um you know just uh just discipline and you know just staying on top of the things that I need to stay on top of you know as far as learning the new system and you know uh you know you know taking what they're teaching us and applying it like things of that nature so um yeah I mean I think you know just keep doing what I've been doing you know the past four years well going on five years now actually got a chance to work with coach Zimmer one of the great defensive minds in the game Mm -hmm. amongst the great coaches with the Minnesota Vikings now you come here Lovey Smith Mm -hmm. defense coordinator well known what's it like to have Lovey as your defensive coordinator coming off your time obviously with coach Zimmer up in Minnesota Uh, you know being with uh, coach Zimmer um, you know I definitely saw my game uh, elevate Um, you know I think coach Zimmer is one of the you know one of the best defensive minded coaches in the NFL and then coming from that, coming and then coming to uh, Lovey Smith's defense, um, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's big, you know, because uh, again, I think Lovey Smith is also another he's also another guru as far as you know being able to put guys in the right places on defense and be able to go out and make plays. So, um, you know, make to make the comparison, I don't think there's a huge drop off at all. You know, I'm actually. I'm honored to be working with Lovey Smith, watching, uh, you know, what he's done in the past and looking at his resume. You know, it's very impressive, you know, and um, his style of defense and what he demands from his players. I think it's the same thing with Coach Zimmer. You know, I think they demand the same from their players. Now, you were born in New York, but you grew up in Illinois, right? Uh, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and then I relocated to Chicago for high school up until okay. college. So were you a New York sports fan or Chicago? Did Chicago win you over as you went there to play some ball? To be honest, to I wasn't I wasn't really a big Chicago sports guy. Okay. You know, um, New York, I, I would tune into the Knicks every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tune into a couple uh, Rangers hockey, a couple yeah. Rangers games. Um but for the most part, no, and I didn't really have a favorite. I was always, you know, if it was on television, I was just going to watch it. Yeah, that kind of thing. So growing up, you didn't have really a team that you were like. It wasn't a team. That's my team. It wasn't a team. Do you have a player? Oh, man. Um, well, my dad was a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Really? For a very long time. And I think that was the first time I've ever got introduced to Donovan McNabb. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, back then I was a huge Donovan McNabb fan. I don't know what happened. I think from then up until now, I think he kind of just – I don't want to say he faded away, but I think my yeah. love for Donovan McNabb kind of went away. So, Who is it now? Uh, is it biased if I say it myself? 
No, that's, that's probably good. the best answer you could have. <laughs> no, uh, uh, right now, I mean, I have a couple guys who I think is pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, my, my former teammate, uh, George Kittle, I think he's one of the yeah. best. You know, I enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I enjoy watching a couple other guys. I enjoy watching uh, another teammate of another former teammate of mine, Dalvin Cook. You know, guys of know that you know those elite guys. I enjoy watching those guys perform. You know, I think they do it at a high level every single every single weekend. What about other sports? There are players in other sports you look at and go, "Yeah, that's my guy." Oh man, um, you tuned into the Knicks, but they're not. Yeah, they're they're pretty good this year. They got better. They're pretty good this year. They're pretty good this year. They got better, and so is Brooklyn too. Brooklyn Nets were pretty good this yeah. year also. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other sports. Um, is it weird for people from Brooklyn that the Knicks? Well, obviously you're a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. or if if you're from Brooklyn, usually, and then the Nets moved to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think they're winning people over over there? Or is that just a kind of strange dynamic? Um, I think they're kind of winning people over. Being able to have a team in your city, you know, it's it's always good to root for that. I think a lot of people. I know a couple of people personally who have moved on from the Knicks just to cheer for the Nets, yeah. even though we had a we had a pretty rough time, you know, for the past couple of years. You know, yeah. I think this year, um, no, they played a, they played outstanding, and I think that's going to probably win a lot more people over, you know, even yeah. outside of Brooklyn. Winning helps. Yeah. Winning does help. Absolutely. Yeah. Winning does help. Also, it helps either or. You ready? Mm. These are pretty simple. I okay. give you A or B. Pick one. Okay. Okay. You got to pick a new professional sport. No longer a football player. Okay. Either soccer. Or baseball? Ooh. Uh, I'm probably going to go with baseball. Ooh. First, go first, one. first one. We've had baseball. multiple, I mean, tons of interviews. This is the first one said baseball. I'm probably going to go baseball. Uh, because actually, um, I enjoyed I enjoyed baseball when I was younger. My yeah. mother wanted me to wanted me to join baseball. And uh, back then, I was a lazy kid, and I didn't want to really <laughs> do anything. But looking back on it, I kind of wish I did play baseball. Baseball does baseball. lend itself for that. There's it no does. doubt. Um. Okay. Michael Jordan Space Jam or LeBron Space Jam? Oh, there's no question. Michael Jordan Space Jam. Okay. Michael Jordan Space Jam. Okay, good. <laughs> you get to star in the remake of a famous movie. Either Goodfellas or Scarface. Oh, Goodfellas. Really? Goodfellas. Like, I got Goodfellas out and it was done. Goodfellas. Every time I watch it, I get, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, man. Joe Pesci. Not Joe Pesci. De Niro. Not De Niro. The the one that was uh, the younger guy. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Yes. Every time I watch this, every time I, I get jealous because I wish I can I can be in that. I wish I can play that role. Mm-hmm. Every Liotta time I, I would. He did do a great job. He played center, a phenomenal yeah. role. He played a phenomenal yeah. role. And I mean, I got good fellas out, and you were like, you jumped on it. Oh, yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. So there's a 30 for 30 about Henry Hill and the Boston College point shaving scandal that they mentioned in the movie. Is it yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, and Henry that. Hill's in the who Ray Liotta plays is uh-huh. in the 30 for 30 and it's pretty yeah. interesting. Oh, you would I like know that. that. Yeah. The rumor had it that Henry Hill threatened a few of the basketball players from Boston College. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, it, the they came together. Instagram or t- Instagram or TikTok? Uh Instagram. Jay-Z or Kanye? Ooh. Ooh. Kanye West. Wait, Chicago go, thing. Kanye Is that a Chicago thing? It's not even a Chicago thing. Uh, I was a I was a Kanye fan living in Brooklyn. Okay. But I love Jay-Z too, so it's kind of Yeah, I mean stuff. It's stuff. Go back to social media though. Instagram or Twitter? I'm gonna go Instagram. And Instagram or Facebook? 
Probably Instagram. Probably going to Instagram. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You had, a, you had a great career at Iowa, but I'm going to wipe that away, and now you got to pick. You're going back to your high school, and now you got to pick where you're going to go and play your four years of ball. Okay? Ooh, okay. Either USC or Alabama. All right, I'm, probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go Alabama. See, he's 27 okay. years old. No one's picking yeah, USC. I'm probably gonna go Alabama. But man, USC, West Coast, now, West Coast vibe. No, nope. I mean, West Coast vibe is good, but you want to win. You want to win national championships. You want to be guaranteed to win a national championship every like, single year. I like hearing that. Would you rather win three Super Bowls or go to the Hall of Fame and no Super Bowls? Hmm. That's probably a tough went, one. I probably went through Super Bowls. I'm with you. Yeah. I picked that too. Three Good decision. Yes. I picked Good. that too. Open Excellent. your own restaurant. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. Well, yeah, name it Three Rings. I mean, yeah. it's perfect. When you were coming out, you ended up going to Iowa. Where else were you looking? Um, Iowa um, and really Michigan State were my top two. Yeah. Um, Michigan State was actually my first offer. And, um, you know, I they showed heavy interest. And I showed heavy interest. And then Iowa came into the picture. And I met Coach Ferentz for the first time. And I yeah. was like, you know what? That's my guy. Yeah. That's what I want to go play for. How about this? Like, Desmond King and you both could have – well, Michigan State could have had both of you if they mm-hmm. just pursued you more heavily. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it just didn't happen. Boy, Spartans are missing out. Oh, yeah. It's t- too, too bad for them. <laughs> it's too bad for them. <laughs> Jaleel, thanks a lot. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm telling you, Mark and I have more fun with these guys media days the day before training camp opened then I, I can remember we had a really, really good time, and Jalil Johnson was a fun interview. And I think he's going to be a fun player on the field. We're going to really enjoy watching him. Two guys that we had a chance to watch last year. One guy we've seen for the last couple of years. Both of them, well, three words resonated for both of them a couple of weeks ago. Bucks in six. Yes, both of them big Milwaukee Bucks fans, both of them Wisconsin natives. Max Sharpen joins me. Eric Murray joined Drew. We'll have them both for you next right here at Texans All Access. We got one final segment of this Friday edition of Texans All Access. It's been a wonderful week, a jam-packed week, a lot of work, a lot of sun, a lot of observations. So make sure you're checking those out. Harris hits at... Uh, HoustonTexans.com. Please check those out. I've written probably four or five pages. I don't even know how many words that is. Uh, so go check them out. I am, if you didn't figure it out, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter. I'm glad you are with me this evening. Practice tomorrow. It's a big day for the NFL. This is the back to football day across the league. NFL Network's going to have a lot of different things going on. And I believe you'll see our own DP Sidhu on NFL Network interviewing Mark Ingram. That's going to be very, very cool. Uh, So make sure you're checking that out. Um, I think the fans come on Monday. So no fans on Saturday, but another workout Saturday. Then Sunday, I would say everybody's off, but it's not really everybody off. The coaches are going to be at work and a lot of staff members inside. Uh, But the players are going to get a break. And since we don't have radio those days, we also get a break. That has not happened in years past. We always had either practice or the off day. We still had our Texas training camp live shows. But we actually get a true day off both Sundays. And thank you 
uh, Texans for that. That'll be uh, kind of nice. I'd like to catch up on a little bit of sleep. Uh, the 5 a.m. wake-up calls to get my walk-in before practice. Hey, you know, it's uh, I, I've been going to bed, I think, at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, so maybe I'm showing my age or my fatigue. I don't know, either way, but love it either way. And we'll practice tomorrow at 9.15, I believe it starts. So get yourself cranked up for that. And then next week, Fans Monday, I believe pads go on on Tuesday so that we can look forward to. And I know these two guys are definitely looking forward to it as well. Two Wisconsin guys, two big Bucks fans. Now, we did an interview, and by we, I mean my, myself and Mark Vandermeer, did an interview with Eric Murray. You'll hear that over probably the next couple of weeks. We talked a lot about the Bucks winning a championship. And, man, that was a really fun interview with him. But when Drew Doherty catches up with a player, it's Drew's dozen. And that is maybe the most fun interview of all. Here's Drew with Eric Murray. Drew's dozen time with Eric Murray, defensive back for the Houston Texans. First things first, what's it been like out there at camp, getting the reps you're getting? How different is it this time versus last year? Just getting acclimated. It's a little bit of more learning curve for the defense, being that it's new and things like that. But I think as a team, we're picking it up pretty quickly and we're rolling. A long, long time ago, you were a rookie in this league. And David Culley was an assistant coach on that team where you were a rookie. What do you remember about your time then, and how different is it or similar is it to now? I mean, it's, it's kind of similar. That's kind of the tree he comes from and, you know, being around Andy and all those guys. So eerily similar. It's kind of different because, you know, he wasn't coaching you per se. He's, he's an offensive coach or a defensive coach. What was one thing you wanted to get better at as a player this offseason? Just my transitions, being able to come out of the breaks quicker, just to get to spots quicker. So... I can make more plays. Um, I feel like my transition is uh, what I really struggled with last year and just those quick cuts and making those cuts and matching the guy stride for stride. So that's what I want to work on. How tricky is that? How easy is that? Somewhere in the middle. Working on that in camp now. It's a little bit easier because you actually have the bodies to do it. In the summer, you really don't got the bodies and the receivers to, you know, I can't get 10 receivers and go out there and get all those different body types and get all those different types of experiences. So camp makes it a little bit easier. Okay, let's get weird. Eric Murray, you are a football player. There's also a New Zealand rower named Eric Murray. Yeah, we always do this. You, you told me this before. This is the second time I think we've done it. Yeah. And Eric Murray was on New Zealand television crying, I guess either today or last night or this morning, because somebody from New Zealand, some women were winning in, in the Olympics. How does that make you feel to hear that you were crying out of joy, obviously, for, uh, for rowing teammates? I mean, if it's a joyous occasion, don't got no problem with it. I mean, men cry too sometimes, so. Let's rank the Eric's, okay? Eric Murray, you Eric Murray, not the other Eric Murray. We're gonna leave him out of it. Eric LaSalle, Eric with a Q from Coming to America at the Soul Glow Guy. Mm -hmm. Eric the Red, the famous Viking. Eric Estrada from Chips, he was Ponch. And Eric Clapton, the guitarist. Um, I'll go Eric Clapton, just cause he got music. He's one, so who's yeah, two? Me. Then? Eric Estrada. Ponch, so four and five, who's duking it out? Eric from New Zealand. Oh, we leaving him out. We leaving him out. I forgot. I can't remember the last two names. You got Eric LaSalle, Soul Glow guy from Coming to America, and then you have Eric the Red, the Viking. Uh, Eric LaSalle and Eric the Viking. I like it. That's a fair ranking. I think, yes, they all said that that's the correct ranking, so good okay, job. Perfect. Yeah, it was what we thought you'd do. <laughs> What's a different song that gets you excited? Doesn't get every other person you know excited. Is there one? Mississippi Queen. I used to play that song on Guitar Hero. It was fun, so I like that one. That's a great song. That's on my Spotify playlist, actually, my party mix. Yeah, that's a good song right there. So just turn it on. I like the guitars on there. It sounds pretty good. Do you have multiple playlists? 
No, I actually got the same playlist I had from high school. I, I got Apple Music though, so that kind of give me the variety I need, but my main playlist, exact same one I had from high school. How often do you listen to Mississippi Queen? Uh, it depends on, like, if I really don't want to hear words, you know, and a lot of hard beats or whatever like that, I'll listen to it then. Great guitar right there. Yeah, definitely. Best song you played on Guitar Hero was? There's a lot of good ones on there. I can't remember the guitar solo you do with the guy when you kind of get past the level. I think it's like, I can't remember his name. I don't even want to go through it. I can't remember it. That was descriptive. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's all good. That's what we're here for. We're talking about guitars, having fun, talking about Eric uh, Murray, the rowing guy. Eric, what's your main goal? We heard about what you wanted to get better at this offseason, but individually, what's your main goal for the rest of camp? Just continue to grow with the team and come together. It's a it's a short time, but I think if we come together, and uh, that's what you need to play good defense. Eric Murray, thanks so much for the time. Thank you. I said in my Harris hits today, I think it's posted already, I believe. It was a long one. But it gives you, hopefully, a lot of nuggets about a lot of different things. But I said there today, Eric Murray's been making some plays. Had a pass breakup today. Had a couple of them yesterday. And I, I just see a more confident guy. A guy really um, comfortable with what he's doing out on the field. And we talked about it this morning on Texas Training Camp Live. Just the movement of, you know, he's this position. He's playing this position. He's moving over here. I think if you just leave Eric alone and just let him play safety and see what he can do, I think you'd end up finding he's a pretty good football player. Um, I think last year, and he, and he produced last year, but I don't think he got as comfortable as he could be. But he looks in camp like uh, he's ready to, I don't say make amends, but really kind of step his game up and take it to uh, a, a higher level than it was in 2020. Now, another guy that is looking to do the same is guard Max Sharping. And Max and I, born, oh, I don't know, about 45 minutes apart. I was born in Marinette. He was born in Green Bay. So we know the state of Wisconsin, but we didn't talk about that. Basically, we left Mark outside this time because every time we interviewed Max, it's me and Mark doing it. Well, this time it was just me, so we got to talk some hardcore football, some really good stuff, and I start a new game. It's called Say Something Nice About. I think you'll like it. Here's Max Sharping with me this afternoon. All right, practice day three. The grind is starting to set in. My man Max Sharping with me. Max? Is the grind setting in right about now? Oh, I mean, you know, it's been hot the past three days. We actually got a little bit of a of an overcast, a little bit of a breeze today, so it wasn't too bad today, honestly. Day one was definitely the hottest so far. I think that might be the hottest day since you got here in 2019. That was crazy hot. Okay, we kicked Mark out of the room, so you and I can actually talk about offensive line play. <laughs> and I've thought about this often, studying many offensive linemen over the years. What's more important? Good feet or good hands? Uh, I think feet, because if you get slapped, if you get your hands slapped off the guy, your feet can help you stay in front of them and you can regrip. How, as you get ready to face defensive guys, our defensive guys, and you're studying film, what are some things you're looking for and you're going about to face a defensive lineman, looking at his hand placement, you know? Is he put too much weight on it? What are all the things that you sort of study or some of the things that you study or you look for as you're going about uh, getting ready for a guy? Or even during a play as you're trying to scan through and say, okay, I think this guy might try inside move. He might try bull rush. He might try this. How much kind of thought goes into that? What are you kind of thinking as you're going through some of that? Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to study some of that, but you also kind of have to keep it simple for yourself. So you don't want to read too much into what they're doing. It's a little bit of a... You know, it's also based off of alignment with yeah. backers and safeties and everything as well. But if you're looking, 
on film. Normally, the first time you go through, you just study, you know, are they primarily just a three tech? Do they move into a two wide, to yeah. a shade, anything like that? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. What are their favorite moves yeah. on your side, whether they're lined up in which position? And then once you detail all that, then you can get into, does he have a tell where he's going to show that move? So, you know, hand placement, is he tilted a little bit more? Uh, if he lines up a little bit wider, are they going to run a game? Um, you know, stuff like that. I know a lot of people watch the trenches and they just think it's a bunch of big dudes just banging into each other. But it's so much more cerebral than that. I mean, you just broke it down. But for one particular play, it feels like there are a million different options of things that could happen. And then the ball snapped and then a million other things could happen. How cerebral do you have to be to be able to play up front with all the different things that happen now in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, like you said, there are a lot of things. But if you watch film and you, you study it, it really breaks down to he can only do like one of two things before the snap. And then once he makes his first couple steps, there's only one or two things he can do at that point as well. So it's really just about preparing for what could happen and then reacting to what does. Say something nice about Justin Britt. I mean, the man has great energy all the time. He brings it. I love it. He's in here at 5.30 every single morning, and he brings it every day. I love having my locker next to him because he, he just brings the juice every day. Say something nice about Charlie Heck. Charlie is just a genuine human being. I mean, I don't think you could find a nicer guy on the football field. Um, I mean, he's just... He's funny. He's low-key funny. Like, he'll just say something randomly, and you just die laughing. The mustache, though. Uh, so we, as a group, made him shave into a mustache last year for his rookie year. <laughs> and it uh, kind of backfired on us because now he likes it. So, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to come up, see if we can get one of the rookies this year to, to shave something. We got ideas uh, rolling around, but I can't reveal those just yet. All right, last one. Say something nice about... Titus Howard man that's my dude we came in together you know he always is ready with a comeback and some trash talk <laughs> if you need somebody to go into a fight with you probably want Titus because he's just gonna trash talk them into over aggressiveness yeah. and you're just gonna win Max you're the best man appreciate it thank you appreciate it all right friends that's going to do it for this evening's show a big thanks to Max to Eric Murray, to Drew Doherty, to Jaleel Johnson, to Mark Vandermeer, to Kaimi Fairbairn. Hopefully you enjoyed it. People will be back with more great stuff this weekend, HoustonTexas.com. We've got our specials that are showing up on ABC 13. We got everything for you, uh, and we'll kick it up uh, again on radio, train, Texas Training Camp Live, 8 a.m. on Monday. There'll be a lot of energy in the building that day because some of the fans are going to be there be pretty loud. It's going to be a fun, fun day. Looking forward to that. But plenty of work to do before then. But I truly appreciate you being here. And as always, go Texans.